If you've made it this far listening to all the episodes, then don't forget to enter our giveaway. Okay, so you have to do a little bit of searching, but go into our Instagram feed and then search for the, the post that says do the opposite. Click on it and then into the comments, you'll see all the promptings. You'll have to do three things. And basically, you'll just have to tell me um, what resonated from you from one of the podcasts. Tag a person and give me a question. If you can do those three things, and there's really not a ton of people that have, have entered, so if you've done the work of listening, you owe it to yourself to, um, to enter, because you'll most likely win. I think there's only like seven entries, and I'm giving away five t-shirts, so get that t-shirt, get that merch. But anyways, you, ready, big you know what time it is. Drop that intro. Let's go. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for wasting me. Um, let's go. Woo! Come on. Come on. We're trying to cheer you up. Come on, get the head bobbing. Uh. Come on, just bob it a little bit. I'm trying to cheer you up. Get that smile on your face. Bob that head. Do a little dance move. Feel it. If you're in the car, just give me like a little woo. Come on, do it. Do it with me. Three, two, one. Woo! Turn to the person next to you if you're driving with somebody, which probably not. Go woo! Most likely you're by yourself, but still give me another woo! Come on, that's fun. <laughs> Welcome to another episode, episode five of the Living Person Podcast. I'm your host, my name's Jarrell. Welcome to the podcast where you get your daily dose of positivity, inspiration, motivation, and everything that you need to become the best version of yourself. Well, maybe not everything, I'm just giving you what I got. <laughs> but um, thank you so much, man, for four episodes. I'm not going to lie, we have... Um, a bigger following on Instagram and <laughs> a super teeny tiny audience on our podcast. I think like, I don't know how this works, but we're on Anchor FM and then it kicks it out to Spotify and it'll soon be on Apple Podcasts. I think maybe in a couple weeks as it does its thing because it's automated. But um, I don't know, like my, my statistics are telling me that I get like 30 plays per episode right now. So if you're part of the 20 to 30 people that are listening, Man, thank you so much. I'm putting so much into this. Um, well, not like there's not a ton of work involved because I just slapped the, the mic on in my car. It's kind of just like talking to somebody on the phone um, while you're in the car through Bluetooth or something like that. So it's not a ton of work, but I'm, I'm being vulnerable. <laughs> Tying back to the last episode, uh, episode four. This episode is a little bit of a cheat episode. I know, I'm sorry, but I'm trying to also um, get to some of the podcast requests. So again, I'll put up that podcast um, questionnaire on Instagram, our Instagram story. Um, let's say like every week or something like that. Make sure to you know submit a question so that we can, I don't know, so I could be creating content that directly connects to some of the things that you're wondering about or questioning. Um, 
So one of the questions was, what inspired you to start The Living Person? So this is a little bit of a cheat episode because I'm gonna replay a podcast that I did with Jules Miles. She runs the Mystery Through Manners podcast. It's like this really cool, kind of like NPR type of storytelling podcast where she chimes in, she gives commentary, she crafts a story, she's got music in there. Uh, like the way that she crafted my story was just unbelievable. So this episode is for the people that are really interested um, in hearing how we got started with TLP. And even if you turn it off right now, it's okay. I just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all of your time and attention for your listening ears because that means everything to me. Thank you so much and enjoy the episode. So first up, and I'm sure you know where this is going, we're diving into the world of t-shirts, or to be more specific, three particular t-shirts. You see, we're going to do something a little fun for today. We're going to tell our story not simply through the perspective of the artists themselves. We're going to tell our story through the story of our artist's most popular designs and what they say about the spiritual needs of the people. And my own curiosity about this topic was piqued because when I joined Instagram, I kept seeing this one t-shirt everywhere (laughs) on the medium. It was a shirt that said three simple words, the living person. And I remember thinking, what on earth does that mean? (laughs) I have a feeling there might be a story there. And as it turns out, folks, I was right. So we're calling this first part of our episode, the AMDG t-shirt. When I close my eyes, all I see are skyscrapers towering over me. When I close my eyes, all I see so my name is Jarell Sison, and I'm the co-founder of thelivingperson.com. Jarell is also a campus minister at John Carroll University, a Jesuit school in Cleveland. And really, it is Cleveland where our story begins. Jarell was born in the States to immigrant parents from the Philippines, and Cleveland has always been his home. He was raised Catholic, and while he said he always felt peace when he went to church, most of his adolescence was doing alternative activities. Yeah, I was in a punk rock band playing in these, like, just like downtown city bars. So I'd be like 15 years old walking into a bar full of smoke and people drinking and uh, playing punk rock. (laughs) And, like, we did a few battle the bands and we won a few battle the bands and then we it just kind of like kicked off our career so i kind of spent my my high school year sophomore year junior year and then senior year playing in these bands and like touring all around cleveland so jurel readily admits that he didn't have what many might consider a traditional high school life he went to church but he didn't really participate in youth group or school clubs campus ministry and actually he even joined another band a thrash metal band (laughs) So he saw, as you can imagine, some really interesting things as a young high schooler. But as he headed towards the end of his high school years, he felt, like many of us know, an emptiness about the way he was living his life. As Darrell puts it, he never really felt like himself. That is until one moment in his senior year. And then I had made my first retreat. I think the summer after I had graduated high school, 
And for the first time I had felt like myself, <laughs> like I didn't know what I meant to feel like myself like before that, but then I had gotten this taste of what it was like to feel like authentically me and like free. Um, and, um, I had discovered that Jesus was a part of that. <laughs> and all I wanted to do was have more of that. Like after all, all these years of like pretending, the only thing that I had wanted was to be me. And as a result of this experience, his life completely changed. After spending years playing music, even playing in places like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he said goodbye to his band and he changed his life. And his mission changed too. This new mission would go on to shape the work which he would do, the work we now know as the living person. After his conversion, Jarrell went on to study at John Carroll University and in particular entered their graduate program in what was called the Resident Ministry Program. This program, a graduate assistantship, had its participants live in the resident halls with the students and each year the participants were asked to start a program. So Jarrell looked at his skill set. He was great with people. He was a talented photographer and videographer, but he racked and racked his brain for what his program could be. And he struggled. He struggled to find the answers until about 2012 and into 2013 when a priest did something which, in a sense, would go on to change his life. Father H. Paul Kim, and he uh, was a marathon runner. And for the 125th anniversary of the of the university, he kind of like set out a goal to recruit 125 students to run with him the Cleveland half marathon and marathon. And we we're all like looking at him like he was crazy, you know. He had this like unwavering self belief that um, if he just invited people and believed in people that they could do it. Um, and his running group was called The Living Person. Father H. Paul Kim slowly recruited all sorts of people to commit to running with him in the marathon, the half marathon, and even the 5K race. And as the months went on, more and more people joined this group. What started as a group of about 20 runners ended up with over 125 people training and running for the event. We have this this amazing picture of, of all the students wearing this living person t-shirt like right before the race. And um, that's when I was like, maybe this is something, you know, because I had been so affected by somebody just looking at me and saying like, oh, no, you can. And it wasn't long until Jarrell, so impressed by the commitment and dedication of the father and these students, it wasn't long until he realized that this might be something bigger <laughs> than just one race. Could this be his graduate assistantship program? So I asked Father H. Paul, I said, like, like, would it be okay if, if we continued your programming, if we continued your, your vision for the living person? And he said, yes. And he pointed at me and he said, as long as you do it in your own way. In other words, Jarrell realized he could take the idea of the race and include more aspects of the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Why don't we take what we did with running and include all these different aspects? 
So Jarrell put together cardstock cards, each card asking for someone to commit to a challenge, any challenge, which could challenge you mentally, spiritually, or physically for 30 days. I don't know, 30 days later, we were getting people coming into our offices being like, yeah, I prayed the rosary for 30 days in a row. It was life-changing, you know? And then people would be like, yeah, I ran a 5K. It was life-changing. Me and my friend, blah, blah, blah. We ran the 5K. We never used to run. And then like two months later, we had two girls that had gone to mass every single day. And we were like, what? Like, this is something. And so began the living person. Jarrell went on to graduate, went into youth ministry, teaching, making videos, even got into photography some, and decided people liked the program so much, he would just on the side begin to post some of his challenges on social media, specifically Instagram. And as his following grew, the amount of time dedicated to the living person grew as well. To get some side income because he was spending so much time on it, <laughs> he thought, how about t-shirts? That's it. It's that simple. <laughs> and really, isn't that the beauty of the living person? Simple words on a t-shirt. But it's not just words on a t-shirt. When people look at Jarrell's designs, some by him, some by his sister, they know there is a story behind the words. And that story could look different for every single person. But you can tell when somebody's like... I need that t-shirt because it's emotional. When people see a design and they immediately think of a moment where they had encountered God's love in the most radical, life-changing, like life-altering, transforming way. There's a difference between liking a t-shirt and like needing the t-shirt because it summarizes one of your life moments where the Lord has worked. All of that from just words on a t-shirt. Words which unveil the movements of grace, movements which look different for each person who wears it. And as Jarrell said, the words are so important because they communicate deeper truths about the human person, right? The living person. Listen, I can just go to Target and buy a t-shirt with a cool design, right? But it won't mean much to me in the long run because it's not conveying something deeper. But there's this other thing that Terrell is doing, which I love. The genius behind Terrell's mission and brand and the other artists actually that we'll speak with today is that they're not doing anything extravagant, right? The mission is not the words alone, but it's also the simplicity, Take, for example, Jarrell's most popular t-shirt and sweatshirt, too. So a lot of AMDG t-shirts and a lot of AMDG sweaters. In case you missed that, Jarrell sells t-shirts with four letters. A-M-D-G. As Catholics, we know this to mean ad majorium de gloriam, all for the greater glory of God. But Jarrell has just taken these four letters, placed them on a t-shirt, and people are drawn to it. <laughs> and there are some days when this even stumps Jarrell. So there's that one, and then there's also the we will run and not grow weary. They're not even like cool designs. In fact, like the, 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 the coolest design that we have, right? The coolest design that we have is, in my opinion, the death to life one. And look, I think, I literally think that we've sold three of them. We've, we've sold next to none of those, you know, we've sold next to none of those. 
And it just speaks, it's just like very telling that the design and the things that people purchase are, are directly tied to um, not like an aesthetic, but like an experience with Christ. Listen, Church, the whole purpose of this episode is to get at the why, right? What does it say about our culture that Jarrell's most popular t-shirt contains four simple letters? I think we know the answer, of course. Bringing people into a life of faith doesn't have to be complicated. We don't need access conferences and meet and greets and materials. I mean, we might, but that's not the basis of it. It starts with a simple experience. It starts with allowing people to enter more deeply into the life of faith with a basic starting point and maybe even a question. Hey, cool shirt, but what does AMDG mean? I had no idea that these AMDG things would would just like, I was like, oh, this death to life shirt's going to be lit. It's going to be awesome. You know, here's me trying to, to like force into the scene, like what I think is going to be amazing and what I think teens are going to need or what like young people are going to love. And it's not a thing. You know what I mean? And it's just another example of the ways in which like, I need to let go of what I think is best and then try to pay attention to the ways that God is moving in the hearts of young people. Exactly. <laughs> the church can learn from the success of Jarrell and the living person by actually listening to the needs of young people. We hear so much nowadays about the nuns, right? The unaffiliated, the drastic number of kids leaving the faith. And part of that is because we haven't been very good listeners. And we also have turned our backs to almost any artistic movements of the culture, which is just so unfair. Jarrell even told me one of his most popular designs, a Defend Life t-shirt, was borrowed from a popular secular t-shirt design he saw. We'll see this with other artists today as well. But following Jarrell's lead, the church can enter into artistic trends and movements of the culture and use those same visually appealing designs to lift them up. Lift them beyond the words and lift them into an encounter. I believe with every fiber of my being that people's lives will be transformed when they have an authentic, powerful, impactful encounter with Jesus' love. When I close my eyes, all I see are skyscrapers towering over me. When I close my eyes